It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite show. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. To participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. Go to birddogs.com, use promo code Locked On, and boom, a free Bird Dogs rope hat with your pair of Bird Dogs. Go ahead and do that right now. We got into it yesterday after the Panthers' 24-10 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. We weren't all that concerned about the um, offensive game plan, if we'll call it that, and P.J. Walker start as he falls a 2-1 lifetime as a starter in the National Football League, we were really more interested in what happened on the sideline as it pertained to now former Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Anderson was seen not once but twice getting into it with Panthers wide receiver coach Joe Daly and a second time got him run from the game as Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes was not putting up the nonsense that afternoon and said, Robbie, get off my sideline, goodbye, au revoir, I'm probably the last time I'm ever going to see you in a Panthers uniform. Later on, Robbie Anderson did speak to the media, I think in due part because he had a conversation with general manager Scott Fitterer who told him, hey, Robbie, we're trying to trade you. You don't want to be here. We both understand that. How about you go up there, talk to media, and let them know that you are someone who can be a team player and do not devalue yourself any more than you already are as a distressed asset here in Carolina. So Robbie went and told us, hey, I work really hard to play. I don't understand why I'm not on third down, the money down, and I said something about that. And, of course, it must have been totally honest. He could not have possibly cursed at the coach in that situation. Like, what would possibly lead Joe Daly to yell at him for Steve Wilkes throwing out of the game? It couldn't just be Robbie Anderson just having a misunderstanding, saying he was confused. I want to play. That's never happened to me. Why am I not out there? You're not out there because you provide nothing. Now, the offense also, quarterback-wise, hasn't been great. That's not the first time we had seen that from Robbie Anderson. We saw it last year, the Eagles game, when he was yelling at former wide receiver coach Frisbee Jackson, saying they're sitting on the routes, sitting on the routes, they're sitting on the routes. He was right. He was right about that. And he, you know, in a way, called out offensive coordinator Joe Brady, talking about how 
Robbie himself had a high IQ and, you know, Joe knows football too. And like, you know, I just saw that happening and we should have done something. And they probably should have listened to Robbie as the final interception of the day, three from Sam Darnold was on a route that the Eagles were sitting on. Later on that season, we saw Robbie yelling at Sam Darnold and people asked him after the game, what did he say? He said he was telling him to tighten up. Just Robbie Anderson's overall demeanor the last 12 months has not been cohesive here in Carolina. Now, the team is not the team is not winning, so that does not help. I can't say it's not cohesive for a winning environment for at least what's going on currently with the changes at the top, with Steve Wilkes now being the head coach, and Matt Rule, who was a major part of why Robbie Anderson even came to Carolina, why he was extended. He's gone. So why even have a guy like Anderson around for the rest of the season? And going back to June when he tweeted out how – he might just retire, and he talked about there's things going on in my life, and I mentioned the all back then and yesterday. I don't know what's going on with Robbie Anderson personally. But also, man, that is just not the thing you want to hear from your number two wide receiver who you extended less than a year ago at that point in time and who had a terrible season. Coming off his worst season of his career, that's what he's saying, and you're wondering what he, if he's committed, if he's all in. And we saw, as Steve Wilkes said, no guy is bigger than the team, and Well, Scott Fitter had no choice but to get Robbie Anderson out of Carolina, and he did by trading Anderson to the Cardinals in exchange for a sixth-round pick in 2024 and a seventh-round pick in 2025. The Carolina Panthers saved $690,000 in cap this year and will take on $19.4 million in dead money over the next two years. Now, over the next two years does not mean 2023 and 2024. It means 2022, this current season, And next season, 2023, Carolina will carry about $10.2 million in dead money currently. And it'll have to carry another $9.7 million next season in dead money, which is salary cap money from a player who's no longer on your team for people who do not understand the concept of dead money. And by my calculations, we're looking at spot track because Anderson's no longer on the roster, that $12 million, that should also clear up about $12 million of space for the Carolina Panthers while also having to take on that nine point seven. In 2023, Jeremy Fowler also said that Robbie Anderson's confrontation with the coach, as in Joe Daly yesterday, was a tipping point for a trade. But teams say that he's been available for the better part of the last year was likely happening regardless. And really, it needed to happen, especially after that. Rule's not here anymore. He's a rule guy. He's not producing. Absolutely, Baker's been terrible. Sam's been no good. The O-line was no good last year. And that's played a factor. But Robbie's general attitude and just the way that he's gone about his relationship with the coaches multiple times sitting on the sideline. I get it. Passion. You work hard to be able to play on Sundays when you're not out there on third down. You're frustrated by it, and everyone's frustrated. We didn't see anyone else on offense who acted like that. DJ Moore, who's a much better player than Robbie Anderson, has had to put up with more BS here as far as the quarterback situation. We didn't see that from DJ Moore. We've never seen that from DJ, and DJ is more of a quieter guy. We never heard DJ at any point call out the coaching staff in the manner that Robbie Anderson did. DJ was someone who Steve Wilkes in his day after press conference on Monday lauded for being an individual who takes responsibility for his own play and his own actions. And Robbie Anderson didn't really want to do that. Just said, hey, I'm not going to be misunderstood. I wanted to play. I'm confused why I wasn't playing and why they threw me out. But Robbie, it wasn't working. You already knew that going into it. 
Hence, hearing what Jeremy Fowler had to say that he's been available for the better part of a year. So he knew that his time in Carolina was not going to be past this season, really past the trade deadline in a couple weeks. And it was the best thing for everyone to move on and for him now to go to Arizona. And in due part, Arizona made that trade because Hollywood Brown was injured yesterday or on Sunday, and he's out likely for the season with a foot injury. Arizona needs another speed guy, another guy who's pretty slight to frame like Robbie to go into that offense with Kyler Murray. So best of luck with Cliff Kingsbury, whose offense looks terrible. The Cardinals finally scored their first points in the first quarter all season on Sunday. Now the Panthers offense has not been good, but it's not like he's leaving the Panthers awful offense and going to a Rolls Royce. He's going to play for like a Chrysler Pacifica to be specific. Like it's not going to be any better for him probably in Arizona So best of luck to Robbie Anderson, and, you know, when we look back on it, the most memorable moment will be Robbie Anderson saying, oh, what's that bear doing when looking at Sir Purr? Really? You thought it was a bear? It was funny and cute in the moment, but then when you think back of what he actually contributed here in Carolina, which was nothing outside of that 2020 season, and the fact that he called the fans out not once but twice, and then all the yelling at his teammates and also at the coaches, we will not look back on Robbie Anderson's time here in Carolina fondly, so... So long, farewell. I don't know the rest of that song because I haven't seen the sound of music in years, and I also don't even speak whatever language that was. But um, goodbye, Robbie. Now, I do wonder, though, who's next? It's important to understand that this is not a fire sale move. Robbie Anderson, again, been on the trade block for a better part of a year. He was always going to leave. He does not need to be here anymore. It's better now to give guys like Terrace Marshall, who, hey, bold prediction going the season that he would be the number two wide receiver – It's happening, even though he's probably not going to produce anything because the quarterback situation is god-awful. But maybe you can one can dream, one can hope. But Terrace Marshall now will get an opportunity. LaVishka Chenault still banged up with that hamstring. We'll see when he comes back. But Shai Smith, Terrace Marshall, those are the two guys you drafted at wide receiver in uh, 2021, Scott Fitter. Need to see some production out of them moving forward along with DJ Moore, who, God, bless DJ, man, because if I was in his position, I'd probably be acting like Robbie. If anyone had any justification to be as upset as Robbie was on the sideline on Sunday, it's DJ Moore. And again, that guy has not done that. You have to wonder, though, it's Chris McCaffrey, the next man out of Carolina. I was I asked people out there on Twitter, at Julian Council, on Monday, and people were like saying, oh, Ben McAdoo. Okay, guys, someone's got to call the plays, remember. Um, who's going to do it? Sean Ryan? Are they guys just going to get in the huddle and just draw it up there in the dirt or I guess in the field turf or whatever service they might be playing that afternoon? Um, so understand that. And you also say David Tepper. Tepper not going anywhere unless Dan Snyder, the owner up in Washington, has dirt on him because he claims he has dirt on everyone in the NFL, which is why he's saying, you guys can't get rid of me because I'm going to burn this whole thing down out the door. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. But uh, Christian McCaffrey seems like the most likely play, not the most, he seems like the only player I would think at this point in time is likely, possibly, not likely, but possibly headed out of the door here in Carolina over the next couple weeks as we continue to the, I think, November 3rd trade deadline in the National Football League. So we'll see how that uh, plays out here over the course of the next two weeks. My hope is McCaffrey stays, but I understand why they would do that. And as far as when you look at the compensation, it doesn't help the Carolina Panthers recoup a pick in 2023 currently, but they can use the Cardinals sixth round pick in 2024 and seventh round pick in 2025 to possibly maneuver the draft coming up in April of next season. We've seen Scott Federer do it before, so there's something to think about If for anyone out there thinking, oh, well, we got no picks back. Well, they got two picks they can work around and can use for any sort of future trades, whether that be on draft day or leading up to the draft or at any point here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see how that pans out. Steve Wilkes. Had his first ever day after 
press conference on Monday after they got back from L.A. It was a little bit later than usual. He gave his thoughts on the quarterback conversation or competition and what could happen if there is one still. Uh, ben McAdoo, his offensive game plan, and if there could be any more trades forthcoming. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. But first, let me tell y'all about our friends over at Bird Dogs. I don't know if you're like me. And you're someone who wears shorts year-round. Now, I sit around in my house. I try to keep it where I can always wear a short and t-shirt like I'm doing right now. So, Bird Dogs are absolutely the perfect shorts to wear, whether you're lounging around in the house or if you are over at the gym or just hanging out around town. They are the most comfortable shorts in existence. And why are they? Because they have built-in liners. I, I know you're hearing your thing, built-in liner. What's that? Okay, it's basically I have underwear already in the shorts. Why would they do that? Because it's comfortable. You no longer have to worry about, okay, let me have my boxers on or my, or my briefs on, whatever you wear, and then put on my shorts. No, no, no. You just put the shorts on, and the boxers are right there. And, y'all, you might be skeptical, but these are by far the most comfortable shorts I have ever worn. And I'm not just saying that. I wear other brands of shorts that do liner, but their liner is not nearly as comfortable as Bird Dog's built-in liner. And you can get the option, too, of not getting the built-in liner if you are married to the concept of having your shorts and underwear opposite of each other. I get that, but you really are cheating yourself because bird dogs, that's what they do, man. The built-in liners are so comfortable. They're so great. And to get your pair, go to birddogs.com and enter promo code Locked On and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's birddogs.com, promo code Locked On, and boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs, the most comfortable shorts Pants and sweatpants with built-in liners. You will not take these things off. I promise you that because I didn't want to do it today, but I had to because, you know, went to the gym and had to get them cleaned off. Now, also, let me tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn if you're looking for a job. And I'm someone who in the past has gone to LinkedIn to find a new job. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So make sure to go out there. Create a job post and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame if you're someone who's trying to find the right employees to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find a qualified candidate you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply so robbie anderson he's no longer here in carolina and he will certainly not be missed by yours truly julian council goodbye and uh, hopefully the door didn't hit him on the way out because, I mean, that would not feel good. But I'm certainly not going to miss our time here with Robbie. So hopefully the Panthers can get better receiver play down the road from guys like Terrace Marshall, who I was very high on. I'm certainly sure the organization still high on as they have not really been interested at all in trading Terrace. And then Shai Smith hasn't done much at all at this point in time. And hopefully LaVishka Chenault's on another failed trade by Scott Fitter. We'll see. I would think that at this point in time, they probably need to be looking at a wide receiver in the draft next year to go along with a quarterback. And that could be 
the number one pick in the draft at this point in time when we're looking at quarterbacks as the Panthers are one and five and dead last in the NFL and seem to be racing towards the bottom. The typical terrible teams like the Jets and Giants are five and one and four and two respectively is football back in New York. Apparently it is. Steve Wilkes is back at the podium on Monday and he was giving us his breakdown of what he saw on the film that we now we didn't have to listen to. We used to listen to with uh, the former head coach where, hey, I got to check out a tape first before I can even answer that question, which I always just find so nauseating and annoying. Like, hey, you sat there, you watched the game, you know what happened. Now, can you answer some detailed questions sometimes? Maybe not, but let's not deflect. Steve Wilkes did, in a way, deflect, not really wanting to discuss the Robbie Anderson trade. He did bring up that he had a good conversation with Robbie and that Robbie's excited about his opportunity in Arizona where Steve Wilkes coached for a year and that he thinks Robbie will be doing will do a great job there, which is the best of luck, and that is it. So he, he addressed it up the top, didn't want to get into it. He did, though, say he's had conversations with Panthers owner David Tepper, Panthers general manager Scott Fitter, and that they are having fluid conversations about whether they'll make another move moving forward. If any move, I think, would be Christian McCaffrey. Again, as I stated just a few minutes ago, I don't want that to happen. I want Christian McCaffrey to be here in Carolina. I don't know how it makes the team better by getting rid of a great player. It is a running back position. I am on record of saying that running back should be making federal minimum wage. So why would you ever pay someone the money that the Carolina Panthers paid? Christian McCaffrey. Don't care who left the organization and needing a face of the franchise. It's a running back. People don't tune in to the NFL on Sundays to watch running back. They don't have roughing the running back. They have roughing the passer. It's a quarterback-driven league. And until you have one, it doesn't really matter. So I guess that's also one of the reasons why you would move off of Chris McCaffrey. You don't have a quarterback. You saw what he did offensively on Sunday, which was awesome, 158 of their 203 yards, but it amounted to, yet again, another loss. So until the Panthers find a quarterback, Chris McCaffrey really is just a luxury for this organization, and he's someone who could fetch a pretty penny. And according to Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports, that he's heard that Chris McCaffrey could go for a first-round pick. If that's what Carolina would be willing to accept, or they'd be willing to accept multiple picks. I would hope that would be like a second and third. Just thinking about if Christian McCaffrey goes for less than what Sam Darnold was traded for, which would be just absolutely insane, just considering what McCaffrey's done in this league and what Darnold's done in this league, and both of I know, different position, different value as far as that position, but damn. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but it would not surprise me, and I guess I shouldn't weep because Christian deserves all the best and not to sit here and keep losing in Carolina. And speaking of the game plan in losing, Steve Wilkes was questioned about that yesterday. He said he's not going to second-guess himself as far as the offense game plan goes and that that's what they were trying to do. As I said to y'all, Matt Rule did not trust P.J. Walker. Sam Darnold went on IR. He started P.J. Walker against Arizona. But before even P.J. stepped on the field to be a starter, they had signed Cam Newton, and we all knew that Cam Newton was going to be the starter until Sam Darnold came back, and that was the case. That's how much Matt Rule, who – brought TJ here, or PJ here to Carolina, and who brought PJ to Temple. That's how much faith he had in him. So obviously, Steve Wilkes is not going to have any more faith in PJ than Matt Rule had. He's going to have less faith in PJ Walker, and we saw that play out on Sunday. All that being said, though, you would think at some point in time you would try to stretch the field, and anytime they did throw the ball down the field, as we saw PJ Walker, he was wildly off target, and it probably wouldn't happen. Maybe if they would have gotten in them some sort of rhythm, running some of these slant routes in something a little bit intermediate that possibly P.J. would have been able to have more success throwing the football down the field. And he's shown in the past that he can do it. He's also shown in the past that he has a proclivity to turn the football over when given the opportunity in those situations. So Steve Wilkes did not want to lose that way. It worked in the first half as they were up 10-7, thanks to Dante Jackson's pick six. 
And the defense now has three touchdowns in the first half to the offense's one that came in week one against the Browns, Chris McCaffrey running it in. So that's kind of where we're at. Expect that to be the case. Now you wonder, okay, if that's going to be the case, whenever Baker comes back, he's probably the starting quarterback, right? Well, when asked about that on Monday, Steve Wilkes did say that he's not ready to give an answer on whether Baker would still be the starting quarterback when healthy. According to Laura Oakman, who was on the broadcast on Fox on Saturday or on Sunday working the, um, working the sidelines, she said that he has a torn ligament damaged in his um, ankle. And it was confirmed by Steve Wilkes following the press conference there or following the game on the press conference on Sunday. So hearing that doesn't really look like Baker Mayfield is ready to come back. I know he worked out the other day. I get it for Baker's from his perspective. He played through a bum shoulder all of last season for about 14 games. He's doing the same thing now, hopefully in Carolina as he's trying to save his career as a starter, which I don't see him get another opportunity past this season. If he's healthy and Sam Darnold's not healthy, then by all means play Baker because it gives the team the best opportunity to win a game, especially if they're not going to try to do anything at all with P.J. Walker out there. Just don't let it get to the point where he's played 70% of the snaps, and that conditional pick in 2024 goes from a fifth-round pick to a fourth-round pick. Now, Sam Darnold, though, we've been asking about it. That's how desperate people are and how destitute this franchise and fan base is that we're asking, hey, when is Sam Darnold going to be healthy? According to Steve Wilkes, they're likely going to designate him to return off of IR this week, which means he has 21 days to be placed on the active roster where he'll have to go on season-ending IR. My expectation is whenever Sam Darnold is healthy and ready to play, Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year for the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield is injured currently. It does not look like it's going to be a good situation for him. He was already bad when he was healthy. Now just imagine what he's going to be like with his ankle and his footwork is terrible. So how is he going to be able to have better footwork with a bum leg? I don't know. And also the draft pick, they said the Panthers are thinking about the future. Baker's not the future. Of course, Sam's not the future. Neither is PJ. Well, you can lose a future pick if you continue to play Baker Mayfield. So, Baker, we're good whenever Sam Darnold comes back. And as far as the offense goes, Ben McAdoo, Steve Wilkes said he's still committed to him, even though Ben McAdoo has been, you know, widely panned for how bad this offense has been. Now, the quarterback he's played with doesn't fit his system. Maybe Sam fits it better. I don't think Sam's going to be that much better. Maybe he will be. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Ben McAdoo's never going to be an OC in the NFL again. This was an opportunity for him. It hasn't worked out. He said last week, hey, we can still turn it around. We saw they're nowhere close to turning it around. If P.J. Walker's going to be the starting quarterback the rest of the year. Either way, McAdoo's not going anywhere. Maybe he will at some point. I don't know how that helps the team because that means then who calls the plays. Will it be Joe Daly? Will it be Sean Ryan? Um, is there someone else who has ties to Wilkes where he'll be comfortable with that? I, you got to have a, a play caller and McAdoo's been a head coach. He's an experienced play caller. He might not be a great play caller and what he's working with right now. Quarterback might also not be helping, but you gotta have someone out there calling plays on Sunday. So we'll see, uh, how that works. The scheme is not going to change. The system's not going to change. This is what they've placed in, in the off season. And this is just who the offense is. Um, for the rest of the season, we're six weeks into it. They're not going to change, y'all. That's just the reality of it. And it sucks. But it's better to embrace the truth than to try and sit here and lie to yourself and say it's going to get better. Because it, it could, maybe a little bit, but it's not going to be much better as they're headed to a historically terrible offense here in Carolina. So that's what Steve Wilkes had to say on Monday afternoon when speaking to the media following the Panthers' 24-10 loss to Arizona or to uh, Los Angeles. They already lost to Arizona, so whatever. Um, but we'll take a quick pause here. Come back and uh, continue to look ahead to this weekend's matchup at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is our official 
fantasy sports sponsor here at Locked On. How does Price Picks work, you ask? Price Picks works like this. You pick two to five players, and they go with a score that's more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you. Versus the projections available, Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch, including the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, NASCAR, tennis, college football, all of it, anything you watch, even cricket, golf, disc golf, disc golf, fantasy disc golf. Go get on there, sign up. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for up to $100 instant deposit match when you download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It feels like at this time, every Tuesday, I'm asking... Myself and you and everyone, I guess we're all asking ourselves, where do we go from here? Well, <laughs> I'm sure most of you are going to go to uh, doing something else on Sundays. This team's not going to get any better. I don't really think so. Maybe if they can get the secondary healthy and Frankie Louvin come back, they can be back to being a good defense. But it's also probably going to be the same defense we've seen in the second half of ball games because the offense cannot stay on the field. The offense can only get better, I would think, on third down, but they're only getting progressively worse on third down. I don't know how to really sugarcoat anything that's going on here in Carolina. The only pause I can bring up, though, is the fact that the Panthers are only two games out of first place in the NFC South. The division is not any good. Now, Atlanta, they're a lot better than I thought they'd be. Uh, New Orleans, they're struggling as well. Not having a healthy Jameis Winston is factoring into that. And also, I think they were out without their top three receivers and Chris Olave. Michael Thomas, surprise, surprise, and Jarvis Landry on Sunday and their latest loss. So maybe they get back to health. I don't know. Dennis Allen was not a great head coach his first time around when he was head coach in the NFL. So the South is not great. And the NFC as a whole, it's not great. Like Philadelphia 6-0, Dallas is 4-2. They're going to get Dak Prescott back maybe next week. So that they're going to be a playoff team probably, considering like that defense is really good. Minnesota's 5-1. and one. They have a two-game lead right now in, the, in their division. And the Bears aren't any good. The Lions are the Lions, and out west, like Arizona, yeah, they're not great. I'm not, and I'm not sitting here and saying they're going to win. They're going to go. They're going to be a playoff team. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. But I'm just looking around the NFC landscape and just trying to provide any sort of positive outlook the rest of the season. What did we tell ourselves, or what did you tell yourself? Because I didn't tell myself this. What did you tell yourself last year about Sam Darnold? If the offensive line was better, Sam Darnold could have a chance. The offensive line is better this year. 
Sam Darnold's going to come back at some point, maybe even on Sunday against Tampa. Steve Wilkes can't say that yet because he hasn't seen Sam Darnold, doesn't know what he looks like as far as if he can play and if he can move and do all the things you need to be able to do on Sunday in a game. So there is a thought that Sam Darnold is a better fit in this scheme with Ben McAdoo. We've seen Sam Darnold have success with DJ Moore and in this offense when Chris McCaffrey is healthy. Is it possible now that the offense line now improves, DJ Moore, still a good player, just hasn't gotten any opportunities, and Chris McCaffrey, back to his old self, is it possible that then this offense can find some sort of consistency and move forward and be average the rest of the year? It's possible. If that's the case, and the Panthers were able to get healthy in the secondary, not going to have Chin for a couple more weeks. Dante probably could do better by just getting a week off because it's going to be a while until they even gather bye week. It doesn't come until December, so maybe that can help Dante. Um, same thing with like Don, with J.C. Horn. If he can get healthy, if the secondary can get healthy, Frankie Luva comes back, and Darnold can come in and have an offensive line he trusts in, maybe this team can be a little bit better, can be average the rest of the way. And if they can be average the rest of the way, then maybe they can be right there in a division come December. That's the only way I can even look at any sort of possibilities of things getting better for Carolina. Because I've said to you all before, until they get a quarterback, things are probably not going to change. We also have to understand that if this team is so bad that they're number one pick in the draft, it's not just the quarterback. There are other issues on this roster, and especially the men in that locker room. If they cannot find a way to overcome that, so I get it. Quarterback play is not great. Offense coordinator is not great. The injuries in secondary certainly are not helping. But if they still find a way to be the worst team in the NFL, it can't just be the quarterback. It's not like you're going to get a quarterback and then all of a sudden things are going to turn around. I mean, maybe you got Patrick Mahomes, but they, that to me spells out there's other issues. And I mean, linebacker can be better. I mean, when they're, I mean, Frankie's been really good. Uh, they could be better against the run. There's certainly aspects of this team you can look at and say, hey, we can, they can even be better. I just – I only can say to you is hope that Sam Darnold can finally reach that potential that people who have been his apologists for the last five years are saying he can reach. So hopefully that Tony Romo and Daniel Jeremiah are right, that in a better situation with a good offensive line, he doesn't have a good OC, but maybe, just maybe, Sam Darnold can be that guy that all these people said that he could be when he entered the NFL back in 2018 out of USC. Because if he's not, then yeah, it's going to be a long, long long season here in Carolina and probably going to be that way either way. All right. So that's going to wrap up this year, this edition, excuse me, of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and check us out or check me out by following me on Twitter at Julian Council where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council to participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I will talk to you on Wednesday where maybe we'll have a Wednesday conversation. We don't have anything set up just yet. But hey, either way, I'll be here talking Panthers and you will hopefully be here as well. Goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.